Nightmare jumped into the restless ocean with a reckless calm to state their position. And if you come undone, it might just set you free. We are Hottest 100s and Thousands, and we have taken control of your radio station. This is the podcast in which we talk about other songs that have been deemed hot enough to be in the Triple J Hottest 100. My name is David James Young. I'm one of the four voices you're going to be hearing for the next hour or so. Joining me once again, Agent Adam Buncher. Hello. Agent Nathan Harrison. Hello. And Agent Andrew McDonald. Reporting. This message will self-destruct in five seconds. Right, well, now that's out of the way. A, we had a good run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. That was fun while it lasted. <laughs> All right, at number 70, this is Frank Bennett. Wait, no. God damn it. He keeps fucking coming into my fucking yeah. notes. I don't know why. He's everywhere. <laughs> Whenever he phones, he's always there. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dead Star with Don't It Get You Down. Don't it get you down. Dead Star, that is Don't It Get You Down. Adam. Yo. Don't It Get You Down? No, not at all. Really? Sp- yeah, just for a brief taste of uh, what I think about the song. But before that... Show I- you working. <laughs> <laughs> but, in, but as you have said in the before, David, before I tell you that story, I'm going to tell you this story, a little bit about Dead Star. There is, unbeknownst to me... Story time! A little bit of a super group. Yeah. Which yeah. is true. Surprised to find out. Number one, uh, <laughs> surprised to find out that these guys were Australian because listening to it, you know, like... Not necessarily inherent in the sound, but they are from Melbourne and they feature members from the band's Crowded House, Mr. Yep. Peter Jones on drums and percussion. Uh, we have Caroline Kennedy on lead vocals and guitar, who was previously in a band called The Plums, or just mm-hmm. Plums? It's plums. Um, and we also had Barry Palmer from The Hunters yeah. involved yeah. in this one on guitar and bass guitar. And the lineup went through a couple of changes yeah. throughout the course of their life, but I believe that that's what we're playing with uh, yeah. on this track. And to bring it in even more, yeah. lead singer of Hunters and Collectors is Mark Seymour, and yeah. his brother Nick Seymour is in Crowded House. Yeah, and would later join Dead Star. True well, story. There you go. It's just one, truly big, one big happy family. <laughs> Dead Star is a flat circle, people. <laughs> <laughs> So these guys originally got in the studio to write melodies and lyrics over tracks uh, that they'd put down. for That's a what I call songwriting as well. <laughs> <laughs> but the tracks that they were writing over were originally intended to be part of a score for a short film oh, called The Baby Bath Massacre. That's a good name for a short film. I really tried to find it. Oh, I did. <laughs> Talking about I my would, fetishes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would vote for that at Drunk Fest 996. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, like just a, just an out, outlier, dropping in at Cannes. Yeah. <laughs> Sundance. 
unexpected baby bath massacre yeah. <laughs> scooping the awards. Well, it's always unexpected, <laughs> and you're always scooping. Uh, and this is from their second album. So they've been around for a little while, but not too long. They formed in 95, so they, they were busy. Like, yeah, they, and they, they broke up in 01. Short lifespan for a band with a couple of records. Yeah, Half as long, twice as bright. Yeah, Dead Star So Shine. you like this song, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, the first reaction to this song was the cousin of It's This Song being like, oh, how do I know this song? Which I think is a, is a good thing as a gut reaction to have for a start anyway, because it means that somewhere buried in the grey matter and the you know various crevices of my brain, this song got lodged to the point that when you know it popped up and I heard it and there was a little bit of a spark of recognition there, which I think is sometimes, you know, an indication of catchiness, if nothing else. And, you know, yeah. sometimes catchiness is synonymous with quality. And I think in this case it definitely is. Like the first the first thing you hear is a hook, the last thing you hear is a hook, and you're pretty much listening to hooks all the way through the song. I think that you are tempted to look at this song and go like, oh yeah, it's another one of these generic 90s kind of alt-rock songs. But I think like this is one of those sterling examples of that sound. The venomous guitars, the sweet vocals, as I said, hook after hook after hook. Like it's really charismatic. There's yeah. a, it's really easy to get behind, really easy to sing along. It's great pop rock. I don't have much else to say apart from that. It's like comfy garage rock. I, it's it, like it's like if you got your garage and you put some nice cushions in there with some tassels. That's it though. I, I kind of there's not an awful lot to say because this is just like a fairly standard song, the likes of which we've heard plenty of, but just, just done just really, really well. Yeah. You can tell the pedigree of the people involved. Yeah. Just everything from the instrumentation to like those little guitar melodies are so lovely. Like, yeah, totally. All, like all of it's just great. The spiky chorus is great. It's not doing anything particularly new. No. But it's just a really well-made song of this type. Yeah, I, I think, I think um, what, uh, not that it sounds exactly like the pedigree of Hunters or Crowded House, but what those bands do really well is that earnestness in pop yeah. rock. Partly it's an indescribable feeling about those two bands that they just nail so well that um, goes beyond the lyrics and just has a feeling of intimacy and they do it really fucking well. And this, while not, not at that caliber, it still reaches a level of that. That be like the, the overdriven guitar sound with the fuzz in there kind of drives against that to a certain degree, but still works really well. This sounds like finding out that the members of this band were in You Crowded and Your Hunters yeah. really made sense to me after I, the half of the song when I was Googling it and I saw that, I'm like, oh my God, of course, that makes heaps of sense. These guys were obviously in Hunters and Collectors. Um, or one of them was obviously in Hunters and Collectors. And, yeah. and, and oh, I'm Crowded as well. Perfect. And it works on that level as this intimate, earnest, ballady kind of pop rock song. And her vocals are really brilliant. But then the overdriven guitar sets it apart from that enough that and, and, and there's never a point in the song. As much as there is comparison points to be made there, it never feels like, oh, you guys are doing a crappy crowded that's, version. Yeah, that's it's it. Just, it's Which just, is so often what happens with super groups. You yes. listen to them, it's just like, you're just like a, a cheaper, yeah. you know, slightly bizarro version yeah. of the other band that there's you're in. There's nothing particularly derivative about No, no. Yeah. it's a this, thing. Uh, this, this, it's a, a real, like I, I had not heard of this guys before nope. i've not heard this song but this is a really delightful song i was really really into this yeah but i did know immediately who they were once i heard that they did which yeah. we will talk about in a couple of years the song deeper water yeah. which you know as soon as i even heard the title of that i'm like oh they're those guys yeah. right this is not like a perfect song or anything like that but like just thinking about like all, all these songs i always picture myself when i'm listening to the 100 as a listener yeah and i think like sunny arvo 
barbecues on, I'm having a beer, this song comes on, oh, I'll be cheersing hard. Yeah. This is a damn yeah, great yeah. song but more to than drink in the... But more than that, I could believe that if I was around and I was hearing this on Triple J at the time, this would have been on my voting card quite easily. I can oh, see yeah. that, yeah. If, if, if I was around it enough and it got enough visibility, mm. like I think it's that catchy and... Well crafted, that it, there's every chance that I would have been like, yeah, cool. That was definitely one of my. It'd be a songs real like, oh, where else am I going for? Oh, I love that song. I'm That's vote right. For that one. Yeah. It's easy yeah. to love. Your, your friends like, oh, I'm voting for this song. Like, oh, of course, oh, of course. Shit, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, shit, I'll Dead Star. Yeah, yeah. yeah, totally. So you, you get down on it as well? well? Fuck yeah, I would. Yeah, nice. Yeah, Dead Star's my shit. Like they are of like, like you said, like a kind of blip on the radar kind of deal. But like the time that they fucking spent, they made some really great and. Crucially fucking underrated music, man. Like, they are also a rare instance, and this seems to be kind of uniquely Australian to be a two hit wonder. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Deeper Water and a song called Run Baby Run, which came out before that, which is catchy as shit. Both songs fucking amazing, like staples of my like essential kind of 90s Australian singles. When I saw Dead Star come up, I'm just like, oh, sick, like, people got into shit that wasn't Deep Water. I'm glad that we get to talk about them because this shows that there was more to them than just this like very, very brief moment in the spotlight, you know, appearing yeah. appearing on the panel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, no, this is a really, really beautiful song. It's just the the big, big major chord strums. Like, it kind of reminds me of like Teenage Fan Club and shit. Like, oh, that's uh, a good comparison. Yeah, like big power poppy sort of stuff. And, you know, those glorious fucking hook notes. Like, the second she starts singing you're fucking there you know yeah and it's just like That's hell right. yeah i'm fucking riding for this man it's a really really beautiful really really well constructed song yeah yeah it's fucking tidy it fucking gets in gets out gets the job done it's it's really really cool it's always funny to kind of go through it's just like you think you know so much about australian music and like just stuff that's happened through your lifetime you just mm-hmm. like oh well you know you know like in like 95 there was like this band and this band and this band and this band and like they were all huge but you you always forget about the bands were like supporting them yeah. and like you know just lower tiered shit but, do, like, but doing great work yeah like yeah yeah stuff. it's it's just cool to kind of dissect those moments and just look through the archives and just be like Okay, these these are the also rands, yeah. um, for better and for worse. You know, mm. like you get to hear some. You know, just like, oh fuck, is it nine o'clock yet? Are these guys gonna fucking get off the stage? Uh, all the way up to, you know what? I'm fucking glad I turned up early. I got to see a couple of mates, and I got yeah. to see this really good band. I reckon Dead Star are one of those bands. Maybe a nine thirty band instead of an eight thirty band. Maybe they'd be like the main support. But I, I could believe so. that some people the came to the gig support. to see them. Yeah, I think totally. so too. Yeah, yeah. they'd be the touring support. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, Definitely. that'd be dope. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fuck yeah, Dead Star. I'm, I'm excited to talk about them again further on up the road. <gasps> oh my god. It's the sex number. Oh shit! <laughs> oh nice. heck to the yeah, baby. Shame we don't get to talk it out at number four twenty, but you know, <laughs> that, is, that, that is a goddamn shame. Yeah. That sucks. Can number forty two just from now on just have the implied zero? <laughs> yes. Well, it always forty two point zero. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. Number forty two point zero. It's probably Ben Harper. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, at number sixty nine, this is Insurge with the Speculator. Go go speculator as you. Charge of the currency Three trillion dollars a day You play with electronically See that bleep on your screen Do you realize what it fully means? This week's up 
Insurge at number 69. Baby. Nice. With uh, the song Speculator. Uh, now, if you don't remember Insurge, you might remember... You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Legit. I mean, fair, but yes, you might, you might remember the political prisoners from a previous season. Uh, They're Australian. Yeah, they're, but he, you know, he's got that also, very stern accent. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. they're, 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 they're also really channeling Rick from the young one. Oh, yeah, <laughs> particularly oh on political God, prisoners. Was, yeah, House, it's very much. House! <laughs> yeah. Oh, you were made of stone, <laughs> but you are not alone, Lee House. <laughs> you cracked it. Uh, <laughs> but they just didn't get him. They didn't get that it was a joke. They were yeah. like, man, that guy's really what? <laughs> <laughs> he's on it. We should be like him. It is five ninety six, and this is woke. Yeah. I know these the young words. ones were the original woke teens. Yeah. Fucking hell! But yeah, in surge Australian industrial rock outfit. This is from the EP of the same name, and uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say this is a considerable improvement on political prisoners. Yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, not, not, not gonna hear clear. much disagreement yeah. on that. Because at least you can fist someone in the unisex of this shit. It's got a fucking good beat for it. We have terrible themes this season. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Most improved award. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can we hand out awards at the end of this we season? We absolutely should. Oh, yeah. man, that's a great... Let's come most, up. most improved as well. If you have any ideas for categories, yeah. hit us up. And we'll we'll uh, put together a hotties yeah. at the end of at the end yeah, of this nice, season. Nice, the and hotties. we'll roll out we'll... cricket winning the award that wasn't really for anything. It was just that I've been playing for three years yeah. and hadn't won an award. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, I I think this is like way catchier than it has any right to be. Obviously, the the lyrics are uh, as vague and dumb as fucking possible. Apart like, from so... the great line in the chorus. Yeah, look, no, I, I, I think I Go actually... Speculator, Trade Up Hard If The Money's Alright is a kick-ass line. Yeah. Yeah, I, reckon? I would yeah, build yeah. a song around that. I, yeah. I'd like to think it was better than this one, but I think the verse lyrics are pretty bad and just generally, like, how bad is Wall Street? We can yeah, supply yeah, and yeah. demand and stuff, but I think that line <laughs> It's nothing Raidham haven't already done in, like, the last couple yeah. of years. Well, I, I'm going to beg to differ on that somewhat because yeah. I think, like... Unlike Political Prisoners, which is the main thing I had about that was like looking into the lyrics and trying to get some kind of political meaning from it, you kind of were left, for me, questioning how much they actually embodied being political, how much they were wearing that as kind of like an aesthetic. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I've since gone back and I've looked at this band a little bit more in prepping for this song and I found out that, no, 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 they're legit. They're, mm. um, I actually found in my research uh, an interview they did with a Queensland university, like a photocopied, like... Fanzine-ish no, kind of Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I dug it up um, From what I can tell the, the zine itself Was political in nature And specifically yeah, you know, Class conscious yeah, And yeah, whatever yeah. And very left And they were just Talking about Those kinds of issues And they were presenting Themselves very, very well So like Is it a bit Or is it legit? <laughs> it's legit. I was going to say When you say very left Very left Very left on the newsstands but it's like any fucking political band, right? Like it's yeah. it's hard to walk that line without being cringy. It definitely is. And so like you you go back to what do you want? If you're a political band, what do you want? You want you don't want to necessarily give people everything. We talked about this with political prisoners. You want to give someone mm. an in and you want to give them a passion yeah. through the music to then become politically motivated. And I think unlike political prisoners, this does that by going like, you know, imagine a 15-year-old kid, for example, saying What's a commodity trader? 
You know, sure, because that's what the song's about: commodity I'm traders gonna, and I'm how gonna, they I'm are. Get Encyclopedia yeah. Britannica. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll Google this on the burgeoning World Wide Web. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> just someone just hand me, just me a fucking dial up. <laughs> <laughs> I will look this up until Mum needs to use the phone. <laughs> In which case, that's the end of me being woke. Yeah. <laughs> and as you're connecting to the internet, it's just like, oh man, that sounds like an insurge song. How <laughs> <laughs> do I get it? I'm pretty sure I defended. Political Prisoners Chorus at the very least. You did, yeah. yeah. You were big for it. And that was I, your favourite song that episode. Yeah, great. Good. I'm glad. I'm very glad. <laughs> I, was um, a, I was a defender for it. I didn't even mind the verses as much yeah. as anyone else. I'm, I was I've just been doing the wank hand motion for most of that episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Most, most episodes, though, let's be fair. Let's You're doing it now. We see that. <laughs> yeah. You can't really call it the wank hand motion when you're just wanking, David. <laughs> oh, this is true. This is true. It's just called the wank. <laughs> I think this is a good song. This, I, I do too. Th- I, I think this bangs, yep. like we spoke about with Ministry and we mentioned in the Nine Inch Nails, there was that period in the 90s where industrial was commercially yep. at, like viable, mm. and I'm glad it was because you got like crossover hits. Like this band were able mm. to successfully be a band yeah. in the 90s, and it's cool. And I, I think this it is a bangs, direct yeah. rip off of Nine Inch Nails, yeah. though. <laughs> but well, like as much as any industrial song kind of is when Nine Inch Nails is the main industrial. Kind yeah, well, like of they're monolith, all like I suppose if, if like they're all rip offs of Throbbing Gristle. If we're going to be like, <laughs> if we're going to be wankers about it. <laughs> Straightforward, that four on the floor beat. So it's it's so danceable, Mad but like danceable. yeah, still just like got the heaviness of it all. The vocal effects on like the ghost speculator are like so fucking cool. It really like it works for what it is as a heavy piece of rock music that's industrial and danceable. And the fact that it's I go, I go back and forth on this with political music, yeah, um, because. I guess because I, to be harsh on myself, I'm a wanker and to be like generous to myself, an academic. Um, <laughs> so I, I, to a certain degree, have a, a deep familiarity with a lot of political texts and a lot of yeah. like ideological matters mm. that there's no way to make a, a pop song that has the political nuance of a oh, modern, God, no. of like an ideological text. There's, there's literally no way to do it. But like, I think Blunt uh, I think you'll find there's a song called Where Is The Love yeah. by the Black Eyed Peas yeah. Yeah. featuring Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Maybe you've heard of it. Yeah. But we've, we've talked about that particularly in relation to Rage Against the Machine as exactly. well. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's sure, difficult yeah. to have a hook that has any sort of depth or, or discourse to mm. it. Yeah. You're going to end up veering towards sloganism. Uh, particularly being like a punk tragic. These are yeah. things that I grapple with a lot. But like, here, like... There are some cringy moments, sure, but it's angry and it's fierce, and I, I, I don't want to deride a band too heavily for having a political ideology and not no. and and escaping the mental hang-ups that I have, <laughs> that, like about being blunt and heavy-handed, because that's what that's what to a certain degree, like if you're going to be revolutionary, that's what achieves results, or if you're going to make a making music, that's what achieves hits. And this is, and I think this was a hit. I'm stoked. This was a great song. Uh, and, it's heavy and awesome. And this, we we talked about it a little last time we talked. About it. They had a huge live following. Like they yeah, toured all yeah. the time. They played this, huge shows because, of course, they. Like, this would have been lit as hell live. It would have been so good, and yeah. and that's great. And it's also just really great that this is in the countdown. Mm, I don't yeah. think we see enough political engagement in the music that gets into the countdown anymore. Yeah. Cool. But also, I think it's amazing what you can achieve. We ne- really need to say this and underline this when you just don't have spoken word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This, I think all the things that we've talked about in relation to this song and compared to compl- political prisoners is true in terms of yeah. what this does right and political prisoners does not as quite as well. But the main one is political prisoners feature spoken word. This yeah. song features little to no 
spoken word. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, like, like, you, you, like you, you invent that new idea in music of not speaking, like, not, <laughs> not singing to music. It's like, my it's, God, this works so well. Yeah. Independently evolved has, millions Has anybody else realised this? <laughs> An interesting thing that I noticed in terms of this being in the countdown, obviously we've, you know, in search have quite a large following at the time, but just yeah. in terms of like breaking down the major kinds of groups of people and the taste that are going around at the time, it's interesting to note that we've had ministry, which I think yeah, not not right. not too not too long a bow to draw to say that someone who would vote for this song would also vote for ministry. Yeah. No, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Also, you know, a spoiler coming up, but we got some tool at least. Yes, this you is know, true. projected in the in the future. And I think like Looming. Old, old mate Insurge's voice really when he's screaming reminds me heaps of Maynard, of, yeah. Of Maynard. Yeah. Actually kind of Maynard also reminded me on. a bit of uh, Filter, the guy from Filter. Yeah. Yeah. Who, uh, yeah. who uh, so kindly provided us with a theme song for last <laughs> last season. Thanks, guys. Yeah, and thanks. also, the checks uh, in the mail. <laughs> we're starting to put together a voting card. Yeah. So we're starting to see a bit of a prevalent... <laughs> in the unisex voting card. <laughs> there we go, it's got a name! Yes, yeah, squelch! Oh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> and also just in terms of um, talking about this band, you know, in terms of how much they are authentically political as well. Uh, these guys were kind of doing the free digital distribution oh, before that real? was even a thing. Fucking so A's. They were on Warner, but they deliberately wanted to go against major labels in terms of what they were wow. doing with their music. There so they go. were, they were, you know, like there's a whole big thing again in this in this magazine I found saying like it's written in, written in that weird language of you know the internet's still a new thing. It's like <laughs> you can you can download you know digital versions of to these songs. Is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. sick. Like, I like them even more. That's awesome. Yeah. They were just releasing it for free, going completely behind the label to do that. I, I, I gorilla way. I'm, I'm, I am afraid to admit that next week when we speak, I'll be talking about how much I like Insurgents records. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that Angel yeah. Fire website is still up. And yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. To wrap up. Uh. Now for this uh, episode, I was pulling up YouTube links as I'm wont to do, and I typed in Insurge Speculator. I obviously found the, the video clip and like an audio rip and stuff like that, but I also found a video that said Insurge Speculator Live 2012. Somehow, some ways, Insurge have gotten back together at some point along the line. We're a couple of years too late for a reunion, but Insurge, if you're listening, make it happen. We'll all well well come to the show, we'll be front row front row, we'll have full length trench coats. <laughs> I am I'm gonna bring my rubber gloves just in case there's a unisex there, and it's gonna be fucking lit. I want to hear their spoken word track about Trump. Oh <laughs> shit. We, we need political prisoners yeah. to, it's, it's, well, yeah. it's time. This is though kind of yeah. we do, yeah. This is you know like all those terrible think pieces about at least Trump will make some good punk rock oh, again. Yeah. This is insurge, it's your fucking time. Make like, insurge great again. Make Exist again. <laughs> Hell yeah. I can't believe it's not you too. Ah, oh, ladies and gentlemen, at number 68, this is Adam Clayton and Larry Mullen Jr. Light the fuse. With Mission Impossible. <laughs>
was Adam Clayton and Larry Mullen Jr., a.k.a. Adam Clay 2000 Pounds and Larry Mullen Sr.'s son. And that was Mission Impossible from the movie Mission Impossible. What is this doing yeah. here? Uh, well, we've got a few answers and we're going to go to one of our top agents. Uh, sorry, I just want to point out the irony. We are we are in FBI right yeah. now. <laughs> oh God! Uh, if, but, uh, if there were conspiracies this season, <laughs> I'd be mentioning them. But no. Nope. Nope. Uh, but let's cross now to Ethan Hunt. Sorry, Andrew Andrew McDonald. Sorry, I, I didn't recognize you for a second there. But uh, your mission, should you choose to accept it, <laughs> is to explain how half of you two ended up in the hottest one hundred a year after not you two getting in the hottest one hundred <laughs> with Miss Sarah Hayes or whatever yes. the fuck it was called with was it was it Pavarotti on that side? Yep, it yeah. was. So and two Eno. years in a row we've had U2 without U2. Have... Every year we've somehow managed to talk about U2. Also a strong U2 um, soundtrack game so far because we had the Batman song as oh well. Oh my god, yes. we did too. Hold me through oh, and kiss me, kill me. That's yeah. right. God. It oh is just, how, how, everywhere. Isn't it just amazing that the theme song to Mission Impossible is in the hottest 100? Can you... It's... Unimaginable that this would happen again. <laughs> to the, 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 a fucking instrumental theme song yeah. that's so ingrained in people's not like collective zeitgeisty yeah, memory. True. Yeah. yeah. Well, you say that wouldn't it be weird if it happened again, but maybe that's what they thought when this song charted really well in 1967. Maybe. And maybe that's what they thought when this song charted really well when Leonard Nimoy did a, a version of it in 1969. Wow. This is the third time this song has charted well. This is it's, it's 2017. <laughs> yeah. Make it happen. Make it happen. We need to. Who, who's a like some contemporary band? Get the rhythm section out to do another version <laughs> Mission of Mission Impossible. Impossible. Oh. Flea and for, Chad Smith. Flea and Chad Smith <laughs> for MI Seven. What's the next one? Seven. Six? I, they stopped doing numbers after because yeah, they after, did yeah. Ghost and Rogue. What was the last one? Five. Rogue Nation. Oh, that, that's that was so fucking fifth, good. Yeah. So good. Oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah I kind of I kind of want to talk about the Mission Impossible movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just want to talk about how hot Alec Baldwin is because he's <laughs> great in that. Um, I saw that at the movies and uh, we were all obviously having a great time, but there's this one point where fucking Baldwin leans in for a close-up and like fucking dead seriously fucking sells this line talking about Ethan Hunt. That man is the living embodiment of destiny and the entire <laughs> front row just fucking lost their shit we were that, just like, that yes, is amazing yes, god bless America <laughs> yeah. oh my god that, mo- that, that movie franchise knows exactly what it is yeah. and the theme song reflects that this yeah. is yeah. like I can't, I can't get over it this, this, beat, this beat you and I and I'm, I'm not even angry about it I think it's this just beat 32 songs yeah. I, th- I think it's, it's amazing like, I'm not even mad that's amazing yeah, yeah. like Obviously, like the original, like sixties Mission Impossible theme is like mm. fucking Jam City. Like, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it, unbelievable. it's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it, you it, could, it's either that or the Bond theme. Yeah, the, like greatest movie themes of all time in terms of about like, secret agents. Well, yeah. about <laughs> film they, series. They, they happen to be. Yeah. Yeah. But, but like, I think just in terms of like themes for things. Yeah. Like in terms of the catchiness, in terms of communicating, you know, the tone. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Yeah, for it's, sure. It's, it's so it's, well. It's, it, it's perfect. At, like it. Like it does everything a good theme. 
song should do. Like, yeah. it's, it's enticing you. Like, it wants you to. It wants you to lean in, like, to what what's happening next yeah. in the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it sounds kind of spy-ish. Mm. Like, it's exciting. Oh, it is as the well. spy song. Yeah. yeah, this is also, I believe, the most famous song to have a five-four uh, time signature. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Tool will be the only other act in the history of the Hottest 100 to get a song in five-four into the Hottest 100 with their song Vicarious. Those are the stats that I come to you for, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It makes sense for like a 60s composer to have written this song in 5-4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, but yeah. the weird thing is this, this reworked version is primarily in 4-4. Four, four. So like it expands out those da-da-da, da-da-da samples and right. it kind of doesn't really fit the meter, which is kind of mm. odd that they've decided and to do that. that's what gives it that kind of groove yeah. in yeah, this yeah, version yeah. as opposed to so, the original. Yeah, I guess okay. that, well, that would kind of be a polyrhythm. Classic polyrhythm section of you too. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm not a fucking music student or anything like that, but you know. But like, it's interesting. I'm, and trying it's... To, I'm trying to give as much information as I can. Yeah, it's, it's interesting seeing stuff like this do well and yeah. be really, people be receptive to it and stuff but like that. But it is fucking Weird. We're all we're all in agreement. Oh, that this yeah. is so this is here. Strange. Yeah. I think I can figure out how a song like this could get in. Well, like, is this the year that Mission loss. Impossible came out? Like yep. the movie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. Oh, yeah, Mission hope. Impossible One, great movie. Yeah. So clever. Oh. Very cool. Yeah. Top. Uh, it's, it's, it's 90s action spy heisty movies done to perfection. Like, Tom Cruise yeah. doesn't it's, hold the gun until the very end. Yeah, That's it's, like it's just a cloak and dagger film. You don't get that anymore. It's great. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's very yeah. it's very easy to make fun of Tom Cruise, and it's fun to do so as well. Um, yeah. But like, we're, I'll we're, do it uh, again. But like, I'm going to jump on the couch after this episode. Occasionally, he delivers the goods, and he delivers the goods reliably in all the Mission Impossible movies, apart from the really crappy one. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your what's your game theory, Adam? Well, number one, look it straight up at the facts. When this came out, it, it as released as a single, it hit number seven on the Billboard charts wow. and was uh, sold five hundred thousand copies got a gold certification like that happened in the u.s wow so we're already talking about a hit just upon release just being around just through circulation and i'm sure some of that is because you know people had some carryover love of the film uh maybe it was just good marketing from the point of view of the two you you two gentlemen um (laughs) in just releasing this as a single put the two in you two (laughs) because they could have they could have gone silently about it i mean Mm -hmm. like they could have just put it as the theme song for the film and, you know, included it as an inclusion on the motion picture soundtrack album if there was one of those, like an OST. But, you know, the fact that it was also released as a single, I think, shows that they were they were probably, you know, doing a little bit of marketing and trying to make something of this song apart from just yes. doing that. But also just taking it more locally and going back to Triple J. Imagine being in the car with your friends and you're listening to Triple J and all of a sudden this starts playing. Even if you're in the car by yourself and this starts playing, even if you're just at home doing whatever, and then all of a sudden, this is part of your programming, this is part of your day, you're whatever doing the, you happen you're to doing be the doing, dishes. whatever you happen to be doing, you're now doing, like, because what happens to you when you listen to this song if you really lean into it? You, you become Ethan Hunt. You become, up, you yeah, yeah you pull up the gun hands and you're like pressing yourself up against yeah. the wall Dude, and I, you're like I stalking this, people yeah, in corridors. Yeah, I fucking had this you know? playing in IGA once and I'm just fucking like Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But even, yeah. but even I didn't know I was casing this IGA. <laughs> <laughs> but that happened in TV shows as well. Like, you look back to TV shows around 1996, it's the same as the Bond theme. Like, yeah. this gets used everywhere because it's such an instant signifier of secret agents. Definitely. Yeah, you, yeah, just, yeah. you just play, you know... You an Ace Ventura. Yeah, ab- <laughs> like, everyone. It's like yeah. that kind of thing in the mid-90s, at instant parody, everyone does this thing Definitely. and it all links back to this yeah. idea. Also, though, yeah. the song jams. Like, it's great. Yeah. Okay. I think it's really good. I, I really love... Like, I think their arrangement work is top-notch. I think the way the song cycles through stuff 
and doesn't really repeat ideas. There's a lot of really hammy computery yeah. stuff, which okay. has not Good. aged well. Um, the electronic the mainframe, or, or the synthesized didgeridoo <laughs> in the bin. <laughs> the um, the weird like uh 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 uh. What? What? <laughs> Who put that in there? Which which one of you two was it? Maybe they were both on board for that. Uh, she's like, that's I... just Bono working in the corner. <laughs> God damn it, Paul! We tried to do something on our own, man. Yeah, uh, that that's straight in the bin. And you know what? I actually think I'm gonna di- like. You don't think the song jams? In small amounts, like you would use for a credit sequence. Uh... <laughs> I think it works perfectly. I think they're stretching the whole. I don't idea know, but again, that's like we've we've yeah, you know, it's like when you listen to the full "I'll Be There for You" by the Remembrance. <laughs> yeah, exactly the like, same kind this of. This doesn't deal. need to be two and a half. But that's because we've had whatever. twenty minutes of meme saturation of this music signifying secret agents in comedy shows. I still think that if I was enjoying it just it as an instrumental song, kind of in the in the middle section, then you know, like I mean, maybe I'm just desensitized because it's just kind of like I I know that hook and I appreciate that hook so much that when the hook's not present, it's like Poochie's off screen and I'm like, <laughs> where's the dun, 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 dun? Where's the dun, dun? <laughs> you know? Uh, but it, it just seems to be like a, a little bit stretched out, and the and the way that they seem to stretch it out to me is like, oh, yeah, in this bit it gets all spacey. And this bit we have the uh, 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 uh. and it's just <laughs> it's almost I don't know okay, it doesn't, this bit it, gets all spacey is you two in the nineties in a fucking nutshell yeah right it, <laughs> those glasses it obviously the fly it obviously works better as a song when you think of like when you think of the song than it is to sit through four minutes of the song <laughs> like yeah I'm with you in the sense like when you hear it and you're like oh yeah man for fourteen seconds this is sick yeah like, it's the whole song what the hell <laughs> yeah it's a bit like that you know we're talking about semi jokingly you know with the next Mission Impossible's it's a movie doing this, doing it again and it being about time. I kind of agree because like the original version, very sixties, like the, for the, for the TV series, which by the oh, way, yeah. like the horn fanfare. And I stuff. had no idea that it was a TV series. Oh, mm-hmm. for real. Mm-hmm. I did, oh, Leonard yeah. Nimoy was in I it. didn't, I, this I know, was, I know it was an amazing movie as well. Mm. I didn't know this and it was amazing to discover and great. Uh, but I didn't know that. Uh, I thought it began with the, with the film. Um, so like to hear, but the original, original back then is like, okay, cool. This is perfect for the sixties. And this one bringing in the trip hop influences and very much other music that's going around in that time. It's tailor made for the nineties, but now looking back on it, you kind of look at it and go like, yeah, it is, it is nineties and therefore kind of a little bit dated. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Um, Oh, yeah. it's 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 like strangle held to the fucking nineties. It yeah. sounds so like <laughs> big time. But again, that's part of how it was used. Yeah, like, of course. Yeah, 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 totally. It's from an era, its own era. Or, or we could just bring back, of course, the most superior version of the Mission Impossible theme that there has ever been and will ever be. Which is, I'm of course talking about Limp Biscuits. Take a look around.
I am not ashamed to say that when we were oh looking at this God. song, ninety percent of my ninety percent of my prep was listening to that Limp Bizkit <laughs> song. Oh my God, it's and so having fucking the best good. Time. It's so fucking good. Now I know why you want to hate me. Cause <laughs> I, that's all the one I've ever seen lately. It's entirely possible that you're listening to this podcast and you've never heard this Limp Bizkit song. I know what I mean. Do it. It's all the one I've ever seen lately. It's so good. Let, let me, uh, for you who aren't. Who are listening to the audio version of this rather than spying on us right now? Let, let you learn, know that there is a huge line throughout <laughs> the middle of the FBI studios right now between the Limp Biscuit <laughs> Adam and Deej side and the superior <laughs> Andrew and Nathan the side. The Wild Weed Enlightened side. You can't mess with Limp Bizkit because me and Buncher get it on every day and every night. Oh. You see this platinum thing right here? We're doing it all the time. So you better get some better beats and uh, get some better rhymes. We got the game set, so don't complain yet. 24 7, never begging for a rain check. Old school soldiers passing out the hot shit. That rock shit coming bouncing the mosh pit. Oh, boom. <laughs> I'd be angry. That's the end I... of us talking yeah. about Mission Impossible. <laughs> I'd be angry where I'm not so impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, man. <laughs> At number 67, it's the return of Crowded House. This is Everything is Good for You. Everything is good for you, including Nathan Harrison talking about Crowded House. I didn't think we'd get to again. No, I yeah. totally forgot are. that this got. I'm yeah. so I was so happy when I, I saw know. this. I was like, oh, I had it was great. Oh. Um, so this was released as a single as part of and alongside the best of recurring dream. Right. That best of is how I got into Crowded House and Neil Finn. Um, a lot of people, I assume. Yeah, yeah. The more recent best of is also spectacular. 
Neil's songwriting works in such a way I never hesitate to recommend the best ofs as entry points. I think the albums yeah. are also spectacular, but I don't think it's derisive at all to say you should listen to the best of because mm. they're a great best of band because they are. Yeah. Is, were the reason for the different best ofs just a, a time span thing or was it? Yeah, there, there were more yeah. albums. There, was, there were was, a couple oh, right. more albums and okay. it was when they had reformed or whatever. Yeah, because, recurring, sure. recurring I dream thought came just at the very, very end. Yeah, because exactly. I thought there were yeah. some breakups. When did they? Yeah. Well, it, yeah. this was released after it was announced they were breaking up in mid-1996 and okay. before they played the Farewell to the World concert at the yeah. Opera House one of the greatest milestones in Australian live music history. Absolutely. Um, I only found out very recently that the support acts for that concert were UMI and Custard. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. I think I might have played it too, actually. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, that's huge. So, Amazing lineup. And and they broke up yeah. after that. They got back um, together in 2007. Seven? Yeah, yeah. Uh, time Neil on was working on a, what was originally going to be a solo record, and then Paul Hester, their original drummer, uh, passed away. Um, tragedy, he, yes. tragedy, um, tragedy. Yeah, yeah. Just one of those incredible drummers. And uh, so he was working on this record. And then Nick Seymour, uh, the uh, original Crowded House bassist, uh, who also played bass in Dead Star to, to bring yes. it all together. Cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they got together and started working on this record. And then eventually they were just like, you know what? This isn't a Neil record. This is a Crowded House record. And so they got back in touch with Mark Hart. Uh, he was in Supertramp. Yeah, he used to be in Supertramp, and then like, and an American was, guy moved t- over he to He played Australia. on Together Alone. Yeah, yeah, Together Alone's the record. That's yeah. the one I'm thinking of, with uh, Distant Sun on it. Yeah, and then they um, got the new drummer, Matt Sherrod. My favourite story about him joining is when they were auditioning drummers, you know, and he came in, and they played a few songs, and I'm like, this guy's all right. And then Matt was like... These songs are nice. What did you say? What did you guys say you were called? And they're like, "Do you really not know who we are?" And he's like, "I've never heard of you." And they're like, "You're hired." Yeah, uh, which is uh, lovely. Uh, yeah, lovely. Ooh. That is really good. Amazing, amazing drummer. Uh, yeah, used to play great. for REM. Uh, was like one of the session drummers that they like p- played with live after Bill Berry left. Obviously, I know that because fucking <laughs> REM. Uh, and and also used to play for Beck. Uh, play with nice. Beck Circa uh, Huero. I think there's a lot to be said about that kind of attitude in joining a band. And yeah, like, big time. It's like, it's, big time. I, the, you know, a, like, I, I think it's like a humility and just a yeah. kind of I don't know. It's nice, it's but also nice. like cool. You're not gonna you're gonna not gonna crumble of the weight of being part of this band you love. You yeah, don't even yeah. know who we yeah. are. Like of yeah. course you're gonna honor us. As much and, as it's nice yeah. that uh, everyone in Friends of Rom, apart from Jay, grew up loving Friends of Rom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the other side of the coin is also nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, there's a lot happening yeah. for Crowded House at this point in time, which I think. Probably contributes to the success of this song in the countdown. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's not it's, it's it, not a vote for the band, but the band has some stuff going on. It's not on a V you... for the B, it's a V for the F T T W. Yeah, yeah, kind kind of. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. This is this is a great song, but it's also amplified by the fact yeah, that all exactly. this context mm. is. But you're right. It's like I, how Nirvana got so high uh, with yeah. the about a girl unplugged version. But I also think it's it's just a gorgeous song. I think oh, yeah, Neil's songwriting is just on point. I think there's a little more... Neil often writes about you and I, uh, and there's a little more sort of observing other people in this song and, and witnessing things, which is interesting, just the kind of yeah, cool. side thing. But I think that's really nice. The, the drums and percussion, Paul Hester came back to record the three originals yeah. for this yeah, best yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, what he's doing, he's you can feel it. Yeah. Well, this is, this, the this, second this, it starts, you're like, that's One of his song. absolute last Crowded House recorded yeah. songs. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. And and he just he does so much with so little. There's a lot of restraint with the percussion, but there's also just the tone in it that is just oh gorgeous and yeah, rich yeah, yeah. and warm, and I love it. Mm. The guitar melody is yeah. The just... guitar tone's amazing. 
Uh, it brings up a, a common enemy of of the show, Neil Young, in terms of its guitar <laughs> tone, in my opinion. I really like the the twang and like the yeah, kind of, yeah that sound, like the way the and notes really, are kind of like spaced out. I think it, it kind of leads you through the song. There's almost like a wave, like a wave coming in and out, the way that it sort of moves you along the verses, and I really, really like that. And then you know the middle bit with all those gorgeous harmonies as well. Is just great. It's just yeah. yeah it's a fantastic crowded house. Absolutely, song. I have a lot of love. Hundred percent. Yeah, I, it's funny. Um, like best of exclusive tracks are always like a bit of a gamble. Like, yeah. it's always like, is it just a B side from a thing, or like, does it really deserve to be put amongst like a band's supposed greatest hits when yeah, like, yeah, you're recording yeah. these songs that haven't stood the test of time? And at there's all. always a bit like, are you just throwing on a new track to sell the best of to people yeah. that already yeah. own your album? Yeah, <laughs> but like, crowded house aren't other bands, obviously, but they don't have a craft like perfect pop singles that are heartwarming and intimate and this is one of them. Like it's not among like their finest four minutes, but like it's a like I said, it's it's just a beautiful song. Like I never get tired of hearing Neil emote. Mm, and like yeah. he just emotes really well. Yeah. And I, I love hearing it. That acoustic re- relaxation that Crowded House do so like better than any band. Like they just mm. what, what they do they do so goddamn well. This is not one of their like best songs ever but like they, they don't do bad songs of course it's going to sound good of course yeah. it's going to be a brilliant piece of songwriting like yeah you write about the, the drumming Hester just like when, when it's not like an obvious showy attempt to be like the best drummer ever like it's not unless you're really paying attention to it you don't realise that and it's just hearing this is just such a fucking reminder of what a tragedy of a loss it is because he's oh, so yeah. fucking good here yeah. and like the whole band everything about this song like I'm raving about it it's like one of my favourite Crowded House songs because it's Crowded House and yeah. they just what they do they do fantastically well I I'm not as familiar with Crowded House as you guys and so yeah. I think perhaps that's made me like the song even more yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or, you're more, the Matt Sherrod of this podcast yeah, yeah. <laughs> unabashedly just come forward and just yeah. kind of like just judge a song what it is not knowing yeah, that yeah. much about the band I or figured whatever. it would be a similar thing with, with Midnight Oil as we talked about like where you wouldn't necessarily know like heaps of songs like by name or off by heart or anything but like they'd come on, on the radio a fair bit and you'd be like yeah of course well we mentioned Crowded House because they released a really you know like you mentioned them next to Midnight Oil because they both have such tight best ofs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, And they're yeah. great entry points for that band, but also because both of those bands are bands that you know just from being around and yeah. you know some timeless, of their big songs. Timeless and, songs, And yeah. so, like, and I'm, I'm a typical walking example of that because Crowded House and Midnight Oil are very similar like that. And so this yeah. being somewhat of a deeper cut, it was a first discovery and a first time hearing it for yeah. me. And um, I completely agree with everything that's been said, you know, musically and whatever, but I really want to zoom in on the message of the song and what that what that gives to me when I and what was immediately there as soon as I heard it. Um, I'm going to draw a parallel to the Beatles straight away because yep. I think like specifically 67 late era Sergeant Peppers, not only in terms of the sound and the influences that they're playing with, you can obviously draw a very clear parallel there, but also that kind of what the Beatles were playing with at that time kind of philosophically Hmm. and what I think is being played with in this song philosophically. Like the statement of the song is everything is good for you if it doesn't kill you. Yeah. Which has got this wonderful, almost zen, be here now kind of statement about it. And I think... That could potentially be kind of on the nose, but Crowded House are doing it rather self-aware. You know, they're not taking themselves too seriously because mm. the whole thing about I think that kind of a philosophy as well is it's not too serious, it's not too heavy, yeah. it's not heavy philosophical stuff. It's just kind of like, hey, 
you know, let go of that worry. Let go of, if mm. it doesn't kill you, it's fine. Like, you're still here. You're yeah. still experiencing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And I think, like, musically that's connected in terms of the, the reference point to the Beatles having played with that as well. And just such comfort. You know, the Waves mm. thing you talked about, Nathan, 100% agree. Like, that, that's a really comforting image to kind yeah. of... A way of illustrating kind of what the song does. It's about comfort and mindfulness. It comes from a really beautiful place. It's very generous and giving in terms of writing this song for people to remind hmm. them of that. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I think just cementing it all down for that to be a final thing to say yeah. with, you know, like if you've announced you're breaking up, guys, you know, like we're, we're going, you're still here. It's all fine. Yeah, yeah. it's like- You like, know what I mean? It's, it's a- super cool. Last statements from bands are things I have like a, yeah. a like a minor obsession over. Like I love yeah. it when bands have a great breakup story, and then like yeah. when they get back together, like as Crowded House did. Obviously, that's for the best when you love a band kind of thing. But like as much as like one of my favorite shows I've been to in the last five or six years was definitely Refused, um, yeah. which you were at as well. Yes. Your testament to I saw them back in January too, and it was spectacular show. Wild. They put on a hell of a show. They're brilliant. Yeah, yeah. But Amazing the end of Refused's career is just before the breakup was so perfect. Yeah. Like a end of a punk show, the lights go, the, the electricity gets cut because they're being too loud and boisterous as Swedish punks. And they then the whole crowd just sing, they, they refuse to play their song with them, Rather Be Dead. And it's just them screaming, Rather Be Dead, Rather Be Dead. And then the the, the lights get cut and everything goes off and the crowd join them in the final refrain of them screaming, Rather Be Alive, Rather Be Alive. And that's too perfect an end to a band that I'm like, Whoa, don't ever get yeah. back together. It's too perfect that yeah, it ended yeah. like that. Um, LCD's um, sound system was the same thing. Exactly and, the same and, thing. Um, James with a, Murphy. Mur- yeah, James Murphy. He was very um, open about it when he was like, we're getting back together and I want to speak to the people who are going to feel like their experience of the band breaking up is cheapened in any yeah. way. And I think he dealt with it as well as you can. Yeah. Um, and yeah, did, yeah. That, did that happen live or was that... No, he, the... he he wrote a big he, yeah, post a, or something. Yeah, when they were uh, getting back together. No, when, uh, in terms of the band breaking up, because I'm not familiar with that um, story necessarily. Yeah, uh, so there's a documentary... That. Uh, that, oh, uh, Shut Up yeah. and Play the Hits. Shut yeah, Up and Play yeah, the yeah. Hits. That documents yep. the final ever LCD... What was supposed to be the final ever LCD sound system show. Sold out Madison Square Garden. They played for about three and a half hours yep. uh, with an intermission. Uh, had heaps of guests like Arcade Fire got up and did North American Scum with them. Um, Aziz Ansari was there. He broke <laughs> his ankle crowd surfing to the song Yeah, which is awesome. I love that. Man. He tweeted about it because he said it was one of the proudest moments of his life. <laughs> nice. He on camera. Um, and yeah, there is that beautiful tracking shot at the end. So the last song they played was this song called New, New York, I Love You, But You're Bringing Me Down. Uh-huh. And confetti just went fucking everywhere. And there's this one shot as everyone's leaving of a kid, like probably like 19, 20, just standing there with fucking tears running down his face as confetti's like flying past <laughs> his face. Like he's just experienced this most beautiful moment, but he's just fucked up because his favorite band is over. Yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. So, and I remember, I remember that day, the the day after that show happened, someone was just like, "I've just done the most painful Wikipedia edit of all time. Changing LCD sound system is a band to LCD sound system was a band." <laughs> yeah, right. See, this thing, the, the final statements from bands are tricky, and like as yeah. much as this at the time, the Beatles have one, "The Long and Winding Road," the yeah. last song on their yeah. last album. Yeah, yeah. that's a, yeah. a great one. When bands do it well, it's always something that I'm obsessed with. I love. Like, it didn't happen, but the, the Cure's greatest hits was meant to be cut here as a last thing. Also, um, potentially re- the uh, True Love Waits being the last radio. Right, yeah, yeah. If that yeah. is the case, if that is the case. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. pay it. All these mm. things that are meant to be last statements, and this not necessarily like because it was just mm. one of like, one of a handful of tracks they recorded as like for the thing. But like, yeah. if your band is dying for whatever particular reason, and you say everything is good for you if it doesn't kill you, that's fucking beautiful. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Crowded Actually, house, yeah, love yeah. you. Classy. Amen. 
I, I actually also wanted to say, Adam, I really loved your observation about the Beatles because I hadn't like properly thought about it in my head. And then I realized how similar... Uh, Neil Finn and George Harrison's kind of Oh, it's definitely yeah. Harrison yeah. too. I meant to, yeah. I meant to yeah. put that across. Yeah. 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 Washy McCartney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This Paul, 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 this Paul is... McCartney has said if to, like about Crowded House, if the Beatles were still playing, we'd be playing music like Crowded House. Oh, right yeah, on. Yeah, 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 which is a pretty Whoa. pretty good yeah. thing to have someone say about your band. That's, that, that's, that's about a famous you? quote that like um has come up, I think it's come up in the past, where Paul McCartney was asked in an interview, how does it feel to be the greatest songwriter alive? And he replied, I don't know, ask Neil Finn. You would never eat again because <laughs> that moment would sustain you for life. Right? You, would, you would never be hungry. That's, that's like, complete validation. Also, you don't walk, you just levitate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that's next feet, level. Just like, Paul McCartney was the weakest songwriter of the Beatles. <laughs> I'm including Ringo. <laughs> cut, 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 cut. Shut it down. Edit, 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 edit. edit. <laughs> <laughs> At number 66, this is Ferrente with What's Come Over Me. 66 is like the post-coital 69. They're just, yes. they're just kind of cuddling now. The spooning. It's it, 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 the spoon number. <laughs> Remember Frente from such hits as Accidentally Kelly Street and Accidentally Kelly Street. <laughs> uh, oh, and of course their cover of Bizarre Love Triangle by New Order, which uh, we have covered. Harder, yeah, we, we yes. talked about that. Mm. Uh, yeah, basically, yeah. but um, yeah. And then she did uh, Dingley when she was part yep. of that band called Pop. Oh, yes, yes. that's right. Yes. yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So we've we've talked about uh, one of my all-time Aussie music crushes in Angie Hart a few times. And uh, we're talking about uh, sort of similar to Crowded House. Like, uh, they didn't quite, you know, like, have the massive farewell that uh, Crowded House did. But Frente were definitely coming towards the end of their career at this point. Did they announce it? Were they like, guys, we're winding down now? Not so much. Like, it it just kind of came to a very kind of... We're going to do our farewell concert at the Opera Bar. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, it is the same night as Crowded House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. We're doing a matinee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this is a track, I believe it ends their album Shape. Which has, may I say, mm. quite possibly the worst cover art 
for oh an album God. that I have it, ever fucking seen. It's like shitty, like three D art, isn't it? Of toes. I yeah. Think I've seen oh it. no! It's really bad. It's it's mind-numbingly bad. <laughs> Nauseously Ooh. bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, that's bad. Live reaction. Oh. Live reaction. Oh, imagine having that as an album this, cover. Yeah, it's this actually is the like, album art equivalent of Dave Gleason's Wikipedia photo. It's, it's actually gross. Like, yeah. it's, not, it's not bad like that fucking no. that terrible Black Flag album cover from a few years ago. Oh, what the? What the yeah. worst album cover of all time? Oh. But like, this is just gross. It's, it's 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 gross and not great. Like it's just. Thanks for the, the it's album like a gross vapor really thing. The album itself is pretty good, but oh my oh, god, it would that need to be cover. because it's not <laughs> moving <laughs> by the design. That GDMF um, cover, what yeah. the actual <sighs> titty fucking shit? <sighs> oh baby. Uh, but let's get the bad taste out of our mouths and talk about what's come over me, which I think is a perfectly pleasant, really sweet, fuzzy pop song. It's not kind of folksy and like you know, kind of acoustic-driven the way that Accidentally Kelly Street is. But, you know, I think it explores a different side of uh, Angie Hart as a vocalist. And uh, I like the kind of weird kind of wig out at the end where it's just constant, like, loops of her voice. I think that's a, a cool way to kind of end out the song. It's not a definitive moment in the career of Angie Hart, but uh, I, I think it's a it's a really nice little concoction. So uh, I'm, I'm surprised uh, to have Frente back again. But uh, I'm not against it. Absolutely not. It's uh, funny, like, in my head, like, Frente, like, there's this bizarre anomaly of, like, the Australian rock scene. Because like, in my yeah. head, they're, like, this dominating force of, like, pop rock sensibilities in the 90s. Yeah. But, like, then they had the two records. I guess accidentally Kelly Street, like, kind of solidified them as, yeah. like, a force of Australian yeah. music. Yeah, that was their massive thing. hit. It was yeah. everywhere. Yeah, Absolutely everywhere. everywhere. Still one of those most like so, a recognizable song from the yeah. first chord. But like this, like oh, it, it doesn't really sound like that song. I have a fair amount of love for Axel and Kelly Street, mm. despite the misspelling, which still <laughs> like, makes me itchy. It's so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> um, just get a little twitch every yeah. time. Don't it think comes about up. it, man. Just, yeah. just don't, don't think, think twice. Just it's think all right. Just, just don't mm. think about how you can feel the weight of your tongue in your mouth right now. Like, uh, manually breathing. Everything is good for you. Everything is good for you. Like this, That's the like, new mantra of this podcast. So this, like, it's different from what I expected from them. Like, it's a bit slower, a bit dirgier, a bit more minor key sounding. Um, like, yeah, I, I, I barely knew it when it was on. It kind of just washed over me. I was pretty, not unimpressed, but certainly nonplussed. I was surprised by the guitars. Yeah, when, true, same, yeah. When the first yeah. thing you, when, when I click and it's a Frente song, because um, I listen digitally... Um, as, it, a millennial. As, a, as a As a modern <laughs> As man. a busy mom. As a millennial, I listen digitally. <laughs> <laughs> And I also don't own the cover of this album because I couldn't stand <laughs> buying that and having it in my hands. Gross. Imagine, imagine, imagine if you had it on the, vinyl. The vinyl. Holy oh. shit. <laughs> yeah. It's a scratch and sniff vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> smells like digital toes. That's also the name of my first Fuck, noise if Nirvana, EP. If Nirvana like started toes. a few years later, man, that would have been the hit. That <laughs> so I was surprised to hear guitars as the first thing because it just sounds decidedly unfrente when it kicks off. It's only when Angie kind of it sounds friendish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am going to actually disagree with you, Dave, as well, and say that the the swirly parts at the end. Um, <sighs> They've Not feeling of, it. She's done a reverse insurge, mate. She's <laughs> <laughs> a reverse insurge. I'd she's like a, to reverse insurge an with Angie Hart if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, this spoken Angie, word. Angie, listening. <laughs> this spoken word. <laughs> they busted out, and also just 
uh, the way she pronounces things at the end as well is just a bit too much cultural cringe. Is the Australian <laughs> yeah. I couldn't even understand what she was saying. Hey, <laughs> it's yeah. I, it reminded me of Swoop, and anything that does that is just <laughs> hey, hey. Apple very... Eyes was a great song. Hell I'm not talking fuck about yeah, Apple it was. Eyes. I told you, motherfucker. Yeah, I told I... you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about Neighborhood Freak, and you know it. I'm in Neighborhood Freak. Hey, I think it conveys the sense of, you know, the what's come over me of being disorientated and messed up really well. I think, you know, like in terms of representing what you're talking about lyrically, musically, it does that well. But like, it's kind of just doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, I think the guitar, the guitar line gets a passing grade that dude, the the arpeggiated chord thing is a bit as a whole, I'm citing more on the you know like 40 out of 100 as opposed to 60 <laughs> yeah sure you feel me yeah i wanted to like this a lot but i just i, I think it's lacking something to really get it there and, and part of me thinks it's i think this song is set up to juxtapose angie's voice which is obviously lovely yeah um with that sort of dirgy grungy guitar but i think in this song her voice is lacking the brightness to really make that relationship work. And for me, the arpeggiated guitar was just, it, maybe it's just too slow or something, but the whole track just was, yeah, lacking some energy or, or whatever. It wasn't terrible, but I just don't no. think it was particularly memorable. And I was a little bit disappointed because I have really enjoyed all the Angie Hart tracks we've talked about so far. Yeah, I think um, her cover And, and like you said, I think the lyrically, it's it's quite lovely. And it's, you know, but yeah, it fell a bit short for me. Yeah. Take that. Angie Hart. <laughs> Fell short for Netflix. Eat your Angie Hart out. <laughs> of Horace 100s and Thousands fame. That brings us to the end of yet another episode of Hottest 100s and Thousands. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks to FBI Radio for having us. Let's talk about our favourites and our least favourites from this episode. Nathan. Well, look, obviously Crowded House favourite. It's a toss-up between Mission Impossible and Frente uh, for least favourite. Not that anything was particularly bad, and that's always yeah, nice. Yeah, this is actually you know? a pretty strong it's one. A song, it's, a, it's a pretty good We vibe. should be grateful when things are, you know, yeah. not awful. Everything um, is good, good for you. Yeah, everything <laughs> is good for you. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, uh, great look. minds, great minds. Great Limp Bizkit minds think alike. <laughs> 24-7. 24-7. Least favorite Frente. Never begging for a rain check. My least favorite is Frente. Fair enough. I'm going to also be Nathan. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm gonna. Uh... I can't recommend it. But... <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know why it's not Mission Impossible? It's very clear for me. Is because most of my time with Mission Impossible was spent listening to Limp Bizkit. <laughs> and it was fantastic. <laughs> I'm gonna say my, my, my favorite. Um, I'm actually gonna give it to Insurge. Nice. I, I, I yeah, really, no, yeah. No, I, I got down I with get it. Behind yeah. that. Good work, man. And I'm gonna give the official. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna give the official ass to Frente. <laughs> Uh, best Limp Biscuit, uh, worst Frank Bennett. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> we got what we need. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll give my favorite to Dead Star, least favorite to Mission Impossible by default. 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 On behalf of Ethan Hunt. Thank you, Ethan Hunt. Yeah, and Ethan Hunt. Yeah. My name is David James Young. This message will self-destruct in five seconds. Yeah.